You talk family, what go on, what go on? This your boy D with another live show with you talk. And y'all know how we start off every show. It ain't no me. Without you, baby. Kane Nation, what's going on? What's going on? Happy Friday to everybody. Happy Friday. Hope everybody had a good week. Y'all know I got my boy. I'm going to be bringing him in real soon. Mr. Larry Frank Jr. is definitely in the building. And I want to get a first shout out of the night, man, to my super producer, Mr. King Judge. What's going on, King Judge? King Production in your building. King Judge, what it do, boy? What's going on, big dog? So let's jump right into it, man. Let's jump into it, man. I'm about to bring Larry Frank into the building, man. Larry Frank Jr., what's going on, big dog? What's going on? Happy Friday to you. What's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. What's going on, man? What's happening? It's uh, another week, another opportunity to figure out what we got going on with this football team. Another week, another week, man. So before we get into it, man, before we get into it, I want to let you guys know, man, we got a we got a big week coming up next week, man. We got a big week, man. We got uh on the uh, Monday show, we got Coach Hayes. Y'all seen him on last Monday. And uh, we also had Daryl Screeter, man, a.k.a. Football Bill, the legend himself. The man himself, Mr. Football Bill. They're going to be on you talk on Monday night at 8 p.m. So we want to show up and show out for him, man. You guys can call up, man, and ask your questions, man. Me and Larry Frank, man, we're going to be fans. We're going to sit back, too, and we're going to let them take over the show. I want you guys to get your questions together because these are the dudes right here to ask. Am I right, Larry Frank? These are the guys right here. These yeah, are the originators. They're the originators, man. They, hey, man, they, they did it. They've been doing it, man. And, hey, I know I've been watching them for a minute, no doubt. They're definitely coming on, man. So we will have them on. On Monday night at 8 p.m. And then Friday night, man, we got a great show, man. Friday night lined up for you guys, man. We're going to have uh, Mel Bratton, man. Mr. Brad, Melvin Bratton is coming on, man. Alonzo Highsmith, Lamar Thomas, and Max, man. Max is uh the creator. Him and Melvin Bratton and Alonzo Highsmith. I want you guys to support our alumni. Melvin Bratton and Alonzo House Smith. This is their app, Crowded. And I want you guys to go and download this. I'm going to put it up on my social media posts. I've already downloaded it, man. Crowded was founded by former professional and college athletes, University of Miami football stars Alonzo High Smith and Melvin Bratton, with Tulane University baseball Max Goodman. With their deep passion for sports, it was a no-brainer to see the value in bringing Crowded to life sports fans everywhere. Crowded will initially begin as a sports-based app, but will soon be incorporating concerts and festivals, along with a create an event feature to soon follow. So I ask you guys, man, you know, man, I support everything, everything, especially that Mel Braden doing. That's my guy. And I ask you guys to support it as well, man. So like I said, they'll be on here next Friday night show. And uh, it'll be Lamar Thomas, Alonzo Highsmith, Melvin Braden, the man him himself, and Max Goodman, the creators of Crowded App. Larry Frank, what it do? It's Utah, baby. Let's 
Gold. It's, 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 it's you talk, baby. It's you talk, baby. Talk to me, Larry Frank, man. Hey, man, Central. Central Connecticut. That's who it is. Brother J. Blaze, what it do? What it do? Talk What's up, Brother Blaze? What's going on, big dog? Yeah, man. Um, This is a different approach for me. I didn't really, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even look at Central Connecticut anything more than their record and who they played because it's an FCS opponent. Um, they got blown out by Southeastern Louisiana last weekend. So on paper, they don't pose much of a threat. Um, if the starters were playing, the upperclassmen, I would be more concerned than I am now. I am not concerned because, as reported, Manny will be playing the freshmen. The young guys are all going to get their shake. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of go over, you know, the information, what I've seen, the injuries and everything that we can expect, you know, as far as who's out, mm -hmm. who'll be in. Um, also uh, kind of detail what I want to see, what I'm hoping to see from these young guys tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then after we go over all of that, um, the project of the night and the discussion topic of the night is everybody's been talking about Manny and talking about what the outcome of Manny is going to be and when that happens or if it happens. And what I'm going to do is take a closer look at the coaching staff, because I don't think a lot of people know the background of our coaching staff. Hurricane, you, how you doing? How you doing tonight? What's up, brother? What's happening? So I don't think the family knows much about the coaching staff other than the positions that they coach. So I'm going to give a little background on them just to kind of give you an understanding of, you know, it might kind of serve as an explanation or maybe it may serve as just getting them off the hook because they might be perceived as a problem, but we, we'll get into that. So, yes, yes, and we, I, Brother Jay Blaze, <laughs> we're going to definitely keep that narrative going. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Blake James, definitely, his time is needs to be on the clock. Yes. So, without further ado, let's get it started. So, tomorrow's game, first and foremost, I think the headlines everybody's been hearing is De'Eric King. Uh, he's out. He's out for tomorrow's game. Now, he's going to be out for two weeks. Now, mind you, remember, after tomorrow, we play five days later. We play Virginia next Thursday, so that'll be the second game. Now, this is confirmed. This is definite. There's no D'Ari King tomorrow, and there won't be a D'Ari King definitely next Thursday. There's a lot of rumor and a lot of chatter out there. I know we've all seen it. I've seen it in the groups. I'm, I'm hearing it, but I can't find no confirmation, and I've been looking, and I'm not going to put nothing – False out there. So I'm just going to tell you, right. we don't do that. I will say that there's rumors, but we haven't been confirmed. There's rumors being stated that he's out for the season, but nothing has been confirmed. I have not read nothing. I have not seen it. And I've been Googling. I've been scanning the groups. I've been all over trying to find it. I see nothing. The only thing that I do know from what I have seen is that there will be another doctor evaluation sometime tomorrow, either before or after the game. Hurricane you, we will definitely talk about tackling. We're going to cover it all, my brother. We got you. We got you. 
So there will be another doctor evaluation sometime tomorrow, either before or after. Don't know when, but it will be tomorrow. And I expect an announcement on his status beyond next Thursday to come out whenever. They may not even say nothing until next week, until they give the actual uh, press release or the injury report or whatever. So we're, we're just going to have to wait on that. But for sure right now, King is out, as we can confirm, two weeks. So this week, tomorrow, I should say, and Thursday against Virginia, he's out. Also, now we can confirm this, Jalen Rivers, he's out for the season. That we know. That was reported earlier. Right. Um, his replacement is going to be Ausman Traore. I don't know if I said his name right. Forgive me. It's, it's one of those names. You know, somebody that we don't really know too well. But just to give you a little background on him, he's a redshirt sophomore. He's a College Park native. He played at Hutchinson Community College. Now, he does have some 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 starts. He has some action with the team. He recently played uh, 2019. He had action in two games. He played Bethune-Cookman, and he played against Central Michigan two years ago. Last year, he saw more action. He played in eight games, and he started two. He started against UAB in last year's season opener, and he also started against Virginia Tech. I don't know how good he is. I can't tell you. I didn't have time to go look at, you know, his highlights from those games. So the only thing I can take from that is he does have some experience. He has played. Hopefully, this He'll be here the rest of the season, and he can get some experience moving forward. Of course, Ja'Kai Clark will be coming back whenever. Maybe he's, they're trying to work him back in now, but you know, either which way, he'll be back next year. So the way I see it is all this can be is a blessing in disguise where he can get some valuable game action for the rest of the season. That's how we're going to look at that. Also, um, yes, I, I own Keontra Smith. Sam Brooks is not out for the season, but he is out indefinitely with a toe issue. So I just want to make sure we 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 let that be known. So we got we got quite a few injuries here. You know, uh, it's starting to mount up. And also, obviously, we still got the suspensions. You still got Avante, who still got a couple of games. And tomorrow is the last uh, week that um, Knighton will be suspended. So we'll have Knighton back for next Thursday against Virginia, which that's going to be huge. So. That is your injury report, and that is the status of those guys. So now let's get to the actual game. What are we going to look at tomorrow? Well, as reported, Manny is playing the young guys. The freshmen are playing. Uh, Benny Barrett, how you doing, brother? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Guys, everybody. Manny is playing the young guys. Now, with King being out, he hasn't named a starter. He said he's playing both TVD and Garcia, but my Kane watching instincts tell me that TVD will start because he does have more tenure than Garcia, and you know how Manny is with that. So I'm assuming TVD will be the starter, but hopefully we can see a lot of Garcia. The thing I'm going to watch with those two tomorrow whenever they get in the game and next Thursday, I want to see Sigmund, how you doing? What's going on? The thing I want to see with TVD and Garcia, 
I want to see how this offense flows because for the whole season thus far, we've talked about how this offense has sputtered with De'Ari King and his, his inability, his lack of passing uh, with the read option, him not being able to really, you know, do pre-snap reads, post-snap reads like he should and, and not really make his adjustments. So I'm going to be particularly watching to see how this offense flows with both of these guys under center in live game action and not a spring practice. Mm -hmm. Also, you're going to see more Cody Brown. Uh, that that has to happen because after last week, he only got in on uh, two, I think it was two snaps, but he didn't even get no action. He was just in there. He was just right. in the formation, just watching. So he needs to play. Uh, also, I want to see if Thad Franklin gets some action as well. I think uh, Cam, um, they, they, they demoted him to an extent, his carries and all of that stuff or his intended carries, I should say. So uh, I want to see what Cody Brown brings to the table. Um, one good thing I'm looking at also tomorrow is the trio, the freshman trio of Romello, who played last week, uh, Brashard Smith and Jacoby George. Now we already know Keyshawn Smith and established himself. He's he's gonna be the 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 man. He's the alpha, the alpha dog of this receiver group, in my opinion. Charleston Rambo had a great game last week, so I expect him to to contribute as well. But you're still you're going to see these young guys play. I want to see what they do because this is definitely our future. Also, at the tight end spot, Elijah Arroyo. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to see Will Mallory tomorrow. I really don't. Because when he drops that touchdown pass last week, that could have been a 14-3 to uh, moment right there. And at 14-3, to I think Michigan State would have probably been in a little bit more of a panic mode and it would have put pressure on him. So I don't want to see Mallory. He's underachieved this season. I mean, he came in all this hype, Mr. All-World tight end, and he hasn't shown nothing. You know what? And Arroyo got in there, and like I told you last week, and as you saw, he caught that one pass, and he blasted that safety. So he's the physical guy. So, I mean, I want to see what he does. And uh, I think the, the, big, the big desire for everybody, I want to see Leonard Taylor. I want to see Leonard Taylor tomorrow get his first game action the crown jewel of the class that we just signed. He hasn't seen any action yet. He's got to get in. He's got to get some burn, man. I mean, look, Jess Simpson, like I told y'all, man, I love Jess Simpson as a position coach, Chance Williams. He's been doing his thing when he gets in. And the thing about Chance Williams is Chance Williams is your sack leader on the D line. He's got two sacks. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is Chance Williams is doing this with, the least amount of snaps for the whole D right. line. He's only playing, he's only played 81 snaps right. the whole season. So in limited, in the most limited action with all of his line mates, he's giving you the most production. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Mm -hmm. So I want to see Leonard Taylor and him together as a uh, young guys and see what they can do from the linebacker spot. You got nothing to lose. Chase Smith, Tyreek Troutman. Want to see him? All those guys, Tyler Johnson. Hey man, play him. You got nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Leonard Taylor is, you know, getting active and and you know letting his presence be known. It's time. His time is now. His time is now. It begins tomorrow. I want to see those guys. I don't want to see Bubba Bolden. I don't want to see Gervin Hall. I want to see Kenchins and James Williams. Right. Play him play them you have to play them so basically the overall theme for tomorrow is hey man play the young guys and i want to see what happens i want to see how good this team looks with the young talent 
because in three games with the older guys, mm-hmm. not impressed. You have right. nothing to lose. This is your free, I, I, I like Monopoly, you get out of jail free card. Play them. See what you got. Right. You might be pleasantly surprised. Right. Um, Another take on tomorrow about this team is the offensive line. Now, they've averaged 104 yards rushing, and that equates to 117th in the country. That's horrible. That's horrible. This is by pro football focus. Miami only has a better graded offensive line than Florida State and Kansas. That's just horrible. When I ran a call, and that's run blocking as well. When I saw that, I was – I'm like, no, man, this something's got to get better with this. That just that just brought me down. The offense itself, they only scored five touchdowns on the season. Five in three games, with one of them being App State and the other one being Michigan State, who really don't have a great defense. Those other two teams that Michigan Michigan State played, they actually scored. They lost, but they put points up. Miami couldn't. Keep that in mind. Um, two plays Miami had on the season of at least 30 yards. They're not going downfield. They're not doing nothing special. Only two plays of 30 yards at, at minimum. And that ranked as 124th in the country. And they got zero plays of 40 yards or more. You know, this is a big play offense. Yes, agreed, Brother Jay Blaze. We got to run the ball. We have to. And that's what I'm hoping that Cody Brown can do tomorrow. I'm hoping when he gets in there, he can spark this running game. I'm hoping this offensive line can finally start to show some progress. I mean, look, they've given up nine sacks on the season. They've given up nine sacks on the season. And I tell you what, um, it's not looking good for the home team. You know, this 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 trend that they're on, they got to get better. If you give up a bunch of sacks tomorrow to Central Connecticut State, pack in the season for the offensive line. Pack hey, it in. Excuse me, Larry Frank. Sigma, man, thank you. Thank you for the donation like always, brother. Thank you. Read that, Larry Frank. All right. It says, Mr. Frank, what do you think about the rumors about Leonard Taylor might transfer and Jeremiah Payton leaving? Well, Jeremiah Payton, I can tell you this much. He's, he's entered the portal. From what I saw, uh, he's pretty much been a done deal since August. Uh, matter of fact, August 7th, uh, it was reported that Manny was going to go ahead and let him have his space, and he wasn't just in a mental state to play football. The thing about him is he only had uh, 58 yards on the season last year. And I think what really went into his decision is the fact that Charleston Rambo came in he figured the challenge for some playing time. And when it was all said and done, you know, Keyshawn Smith just put his foot down and let you know his presence was here. Rambo comes in. You got the three freshmen, you know, that got a lot of upside. Um, me, right? Go ahead. Brother Jay Blaze, thank you for the donation as well. Thank you, guys, man. Highly appreciate, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate man. y'all. Appreciate thank y'all. You. Much love. Much love. Nah, you good. You good. You good. Um, but yeah, all in a nutshell, as far as um, he's concerned, as far as Peyton is concerned, um, you hate to lose him because he was such a highly rated recruit coming in. A lot of upside, a lot of potential, you know, in that 2018 class. Mm-hmm. But um, 
he hasn't panned out, you know, and the thing about it, I'm not going to necessarily say it's his fault because, hey, man, who knows? Maybe if he sees the field last year instead of sticking with six and eight, you never know. You know, I can't blame him if he if he feels he can play and you're not giving him a fair shake with guys that are dropping the ball. Honestly, that's why I'm not surprised and I'm not mad at him. I expected this. I expected more. But thankfully, and shouts out to Rob Likens, thankfully, they made a commitment to go in another direction as far as the receivers are concerned. And they're going to let some guys that they can count on step up. So, you know, hey, man, much, much love to him. You know, good luck to him. Hopefully, whatever he's going through, he works out. And, man, they left the door open for him to return. So who knows? You know, maybe he sees these young guys play. Maybe he has a change of heart. It's not final. But uh, for right now, he's in there. So we'll see where that ends up. As far as Leonard Taylor, um. I did hear about that as well. Um, I can understand his stance on that because you are the highest touted recruit that came in with this class and you didn't even get on the field. And I would probably feel the same way. Now, thankfully, he's going to play tomorrow. As as noted earlier, he's been tweeting. He I saw one of his tweets, go Canes. You know, he's he's put his picture up. To me, that's a good sign. To me, that tells me that he's he hasn't given up. He hasn't just completely like unfollowed Miami and, you know, just put up negative tweets or nothing like that. So with that, the positive tweet activity and the fact that he will see the field tomorrow, if they go forward, you know, after tomorrow and keep him in the in the rotation and let him play, I think he stays. I think that just might be his emotions. I mean, got keep in mind, man, he's an 18, 19 year old kid. I mean, you know, you're coming into college as the, the top dog, you know. Uh, what's my favorite donut? <laughs> okay, you stupid. <laughs> for, 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 for the purpose of answering that question, I got to go with um, the uh, lemon, lemon field, lemon field uh, donut. That's my favorite. Uh, I'm, Blaze is cool, but I like, I like the lemon field. So, yeah, just to answer your question. But, yeah, getting back to Leonard Taylor, uh, I, I do believe Leonard Taylor will still be a cane. I think he stays. I think that was probably just uh, – he probably mentioned it, and it got out. And, you know, hey, man, when news breaks like that, you know it's going to travel. So when it's all said and done, he'll still be here. You know, so that to answer that question. But getting back to tomorrow, uh, we covered the offense. Now, the next thing I want to see tomorrow is the defense uh, and just clean up the missed tackles. They've only forced two turnovers, two turnovers on the year, on the year, which was Chance Williams. And uh, as we said earlier, 81 snaps with the edge rushers. Let's see, Sigmund, if the young guys step up, what do you think about the next game with Virginia? Will they get a shot or go back to the old guys? That's a good one. That's an awesome question. Sigmund, the best way I can answer that, in my honest opinion, Manny has heard the chatter about his job. Manny knows the pressure is on. People are talking. Um, From what I've seen, uh, obviously, you got player alumni that's talking. You got um, just people tweeting and boosters and everybody else. It's a lot of people that's not happy right now. Manny has to make the right decision. Now, I can't see Manny going totally back to all of the older guys. I think if these young guys really show a lot of promise tomorrow, some of them will get more snaps. Maybe they won't start, but I think they get rotated in more. 
Um, if Leonard Taylor, for instance, I mean, given the situation with him, you, you haven't gotten nothing out of your starters on the yeah. D line on the interior. So if Leonard Taylor can come in there, even though it is Central Connecticut State, I mean, still it's it's a you know lesser degree opponent. But if Leonard Taylor can come in there and represent and do his thing, I think that at least leads to more snaps, and that'll get him in there. And you need to get these younger guys in there because if you get the younger guys in there, that's going to put pressure on the older guys. Because guess what, you're going to lose your spot to a freshman. We all saw Love and Basketball. What old girl Tulsa now Lathan? Never let a freshman take your spot. So ultimately, I think, you know, he's got a shot. Obviously, I think Chance Williams, I, I think Chance is going to have a pretty good day tomorrow. I think Chance is going to represent. He's been doing Chance, he did it against Alabama. He should have been in there starting. Absolutely. Chance, he should have been getting a lot of burn last year, man, from the times that he was in the game. Man, he was making impact plays when he was in the game. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Um, I think uh, James Williams uh, last week, that touchdown saving tackle, I think that did a lot of good for him and his stock because he didn't give up on the play. And he did what you're supposed to do. I mean, you got a penalty, but you saved six. You did what you were supposed to do. So I think James Williams is going to come up there. He's going to see a lot more time moving forward. Um like I said, Romello Brunson already got some extra plays last week. I think he's going to continue. Um, and really, Restrepo, man, I, we talked previously about Harley getting a pass because he may have had a bad game here or there, but I really think they need to start evening up these snaps between Restrepo and Harley. I think Restrepo needs to see the field more. I mean, look, this is your future. This is your future. And I think as far as for Manny from his job and from a job standpoint, I think if Manny goes ahead and not be loyal and play the young guys, even if you still go down and you're playing the young guys, it ain't going to save you, but it buys you more time because at least you've, you've made an adjustment. You're trying. So that that's what I would say to that. So I think going into Virginia, you know, whoever would have a real big game tomorrow and uh, whoever contributes real solid, I do believe that will lead to more snaps and extra rotation versus Virginia. If the young guys step up. Oh, no, no, you already read that. Oh, we did that one? Okay, my bad. Uh, Hurricane you. I can't blame the defense for tackling. They executed what they was taught. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, missed tackles. I mean, 30 in a game, 66. I mean, listen, that's fundamentals. Put Leonard Taylor right beside Nesta DT. I agree. I agree. I agree. If you had uh, Leonard Taylor and Nesta and Chance Williams, um, I think those three instantly, instantly, your pressures are going to go up. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to cause more havoc for the opposing mm -hmm. line. Mm -hmm. And I think that would make it easier for your linebackers because now you've got more aggression on that line and the linebackers can concentrate more on run stoppage and maybe make tackles. That would be a good rotation to have. So. Yeah, man, we'll see how that turns out. Um, hopefully, you know, Manny doesn't mess this up like he's messed up everything else. But this is Manny, man. I'm not confident. I'm not confident whatsoever. So the next thing I want to do, and then, uh, we'll, I, D, if you could put the email up, have, you know, like I said, we have the call-ins and all of that. But um, i like for you guys to, you know, get the email right there as you see it. And uh, 
send your email address so we can actually get you on here live on camera, you know, and uh, we can interact. You know, you got two ways to do it. You could do it via the phone or, hey, man, if you want to go face to face, you know, we could do it that way, you know, and we're going to try to get some input here because I'm about to open up another can of worms. Y'all know me. Y'all know I'm all about that controversy. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead on and stir the pot, as might say. So real quick, and then we're going to I just like the transition, let y'all call in and see what y'all got to say about this. Everybody's been talking about Manny and the possibility of, well, not just getting fired, but the timing of when this can happen. Nobody knows. A lot of factors goes into this. You got to factor in recruiting and keeping the guys that, you know, that's on your board and all of that. You got to factor in game outcomes. You got to factor in just, you know, how much heat he's going to feel. So with that, everybody's kind of looking at him and impromptu blaming a lot of the position coaches. But here's the thing I want to do. I want to put out here and really get guys and get everybody to understand, is it really all of the position coaches? Right. Or is it Manny? Because I think what's happening is a lot of your position coaches are getting a lot of heat and it's unfair. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I went and looked at the position coaches and uh, got some info on them. And I just want to put that out right quick. So we'll start off offense and then I'll move to the defense. First one I got, and I'm going to give you the background and everything else. Let's start off with O-line, Garen Justice. Now, He's in his second year. He's had issues this year, obviously. Even though he's had issues this year and the line has just looked horrible, I still like him. The reason why I like him is because his first year, he comes in and he actually, even though they didn't play great, they did improve from 2019. Mm -hmm. I just think what you're dealing with here is just personnel issues. Some of these players the culture. I think if you can get some, some, his own guys up in here that he wants, he may be able to do something with that. And then a lot of that also has to go with the scheme as well. Right. But just to let you know about justice, he's young. He's 39 years old. He played his college ball at West Virginia. He was a tackle. He played from 2002 to 2006. Um, He previously was at UNLV. That's your connection to justice. Ola, how you say his name? Ola, Ola Wilson, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know how to pronounce it. Though. I never did. I'm gonna just say Justice, and I mean it's ironic. His last name and the guy got the first name, so Hold that's on, your connection. Talk. Go ahead. It's Utah. Call uh, state your name and where you calling from. Jamal Davis, they gonna call Florida. Jamal Davis, what the deal is, man? Talk What's to good. You. What's good, Jamal? Nothing much, nothing much. How y'all talking? Hey, I got a question. I mean, we all know you're supposed to win tomorrow. Um, but how you win? That's what you're looking at. How you win, or what you win by? If it's a close game or blowout, and if it's a blowout. Do you think everybody go to shout like Manny Diaz? Um, they did a job with this map because I'm looking at who you're playing and it's supposed to be a blowout. Right. Yep. So I've been blowing them 
I'm looking forward to the Virginia game more so than this game, but I know you can't overlook a game. But I'm like, you're supposed to blow them out. That's what I expect. That's a right. Blowout. Totally agree. Go ahead, Frank. You go ahead. Yeah, I think I think uh, Jamal, what you have to look at for tomorrow's game is you. Yeah, it has to be a blowout. But I'm looking at the fashion in which the players play. I'm looking at uh, Manny's adjustment. I'm looking at you know how he rotates guys. I'm looking at his demeanor. I'm looking at to see if he's made any adjustments as a coach. How he's going to approach putting the younger guys in. If he's going to go back to putting in the older guys. It's it's a lot I'm looking at, and um, that after that the transition to Virginia. That's basically basically I'm looking at all of that as as it pertains in the transitioning I should say to the Virginia game because you got a short week, ACC opener, and for me, yeah, we should blow them out. There's no doubt about it. We should blow them out. I do think the younger guys getting the play in time. I think they're gonna you know execute better because they're hungrier mm-hmm. listen they they read they read social media they know they know what's going on if you play ball you, you know when your teammate is not doing what he got to do and if you got an opportunity you're gonna take it mm-hmm. so i think the younger guys are gonna come in and they're gonna show up and show out tomorrow um but the most important part of what you asked jamal is what i'm looking for is i want to see how manny manages all of this i want to see how he handles all of this from the coaching standpoint, I want to see how the offense, I want to see if the line blocks better. I want to see if Cody Brown, when he gets his number called, I want to see him go for over a hundred. I want to see if Cam gets in there. I want to see him hit the hole better. I want to see if they work on tackling. I want to see if people know that you're supposed to tackle a ball carrier and not a blocker. I want to see everything that's been wrong. Look right tomorrow. I don't care if we win 55 to nothing or 63 to nothing. I just want to see better execution. And if you get that from the young guys, and even if the older guys get in, listen, tomorrow's game ain't going to save Manny's job. It's not. Not at all. All tomorrow's game is going to tell us is, did Manny take notice that his job is on the line? And is he going to actually start making adjustments? That's all I'm looking for tomorrow. And to see what the young guys got and what they bring to the table. Anything else, Jamal? Yeah. No, that'll do. That's all I was calling about. Hey, man, y'all keep up the good job. Hey, man, thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right. Be safe. All right. And I totally agree. I totally agree with Sigmund. Some of the older guys have bad habits. They do. I mean, uh, uh, your boy. um, Oh, Lord, I drew a blank. Safety. Bubba Bolden. Bubba Bolden's got some bad habits. You know, he. he, 96. Reckless, horrible habits. Yeah. So getting back to what we was doing, waiting on some more calls and and emails or whatever, you know, get some face to face and need be. So that's Garen Justice. He uh his last stop was uh UNLV. He was offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. He's got a previous stop at Arizona FAU. He was actually a head coach in uh Division two football. Actually, forty and seventeen. Uh, he was a pretty good coach on that level. So he did his thing. Uh, next guy, Rob Likens. Now he's a little bit older, 54 years old, former wide receiver, played in Mississippi State, 85 to 90. 
Um, his last stop before Miami was at Arizona State. Uh, he was also an offensive coordinator, and he was a quarterbacks coach. Um, his uh, other stops included Kansas, Cal, and Louisiana Tech. Now, he was not at Louisiana Tech when Manny was there. Let me make sure I notate that. He was at Louisiana Tech in 2010. He was there till 2012. Manny was at Louisiana Tech at 2014. And I'm going to go somewhere with Manny's tenure and something else in a second. So we'll get to that. Here's a guy right here that I looked at. And I don't think a lot of people knew, but I'm going to give him some flowers because he's been doing a great job. You don't hear nothing about him. And that is Eric Hickson, the running backs coach. He's a local guy. He's from Fort Lauderdale. He's going into his third season. He played in the mid nineties. Uh, what's up, Jeffrey O'Neill? How you doing? How you Jay doing? Cole, what up? He played in the mid nineties at Kansas State. Josh Ayers, how you doing? What's Josh going on? Happy Friday, Josh. What up? He was a uh, mid nineties at K State. He was actually a pretty good back at K State. Uh, he finished his career with twenty five hundred and thirty seven yards rushing, and uh, fifth in history in school history with that, and seven in uh seventh in touchdowns he had 26 tds now he he left school as the leader at the time and you know in 98 or whatever but since then in 23 years uh those numbers have been uh improved upon but he's still you know one of the top backs in k-state history um i gotta give him a lot of credit because he was here with dj dallas cam ran better in previous years than he is now you know so cam did run better so i'll give him credit for cam's early days and obviously with with, with knighton and cheney you know he he's really done some, you know from last season uh his part in recruiting with the running backs and all of that i mean he's a guy that you don't really even hear about like i didn't even know who it was i had to research who this guy was who's the running backs coach because they got to get some shine you know i mean the running backs have been solid the last couple of years so he's definitely somebody that you got to show love to Here's somebody that honestly, man, look, I don't want to say they're the MVP of the offense, but I'm going to give you somebody that you got to really show some love to. And I hope that whatever happens, this person is retained. And that's Stephen Field. Stephen Field, the tight ends coach. He's also the recruiting uh, coordinator and the associate head coach. Stephen Field is so good at the recruiting game and being the director of recruiting. Listen, everybody's talking about Mario, right, at Oregon. Stephen Field previously was at Oregon in 2018. He was their director of recruiting. Over there, he had the top-ranked class in their school history. And in 2019, that class ranked as number one in the Pac-12 and ninth in the country. He's a great recruiter. You know, he, he knows how to put it all together. He's somebody that you definitely need to keep on staff. And you look at what he did with Brevin Jordan. You know, granted, Brevin was hurt, you know, but Brevin Jordan, Mallory last season, I mean, Mallory's kind of fell off a little bit. And then you look at Elijah Arroyo, you know, so his his track record and get this two years. He played tight end at Tuskegee University. Hmm. So that should tell you something, man. That's the talented guy we got right there. So from a recruiting standpoint and from what he's done with the tight ends, definitely somebody that I feel like, you know what? He's got to get some love because he's really represented. So now. Let's get to the defensive side of the ball. This is where it's going to get fun. And I'm not speaking on Rhett Lashley for the offense, so I'll leave that alone. We'll get, we, we know what we got with that. But let's get on the defensive side. Jess Simpson, 
Now, everybody remembers he was here in 2018, so this is only his second overall season. He left to go coach Atlanta, and he came back. That's right. That's right, HBCU. Facts. Um, Jess Simpson played his college ball at Auburn. He played under – I'm sorry, he was an assistant under Pat Dye. Pat Dye is a legendary Auburn coach, recently passed away. So that, to me, explains where you see kind of that old-school kind of approach from the D-line. You kind of see how those guys are physical on the D-line when they are playing up to potential. That's To me, that's a direct connect to Jess Simpson and what he got, you know, his experience coming from Auburn and all of that. Jess Simpson in Buford, Georgia, this was an interesting stat. He was a head coach for 12 years, went to 10 straight state championships and won seven of them. So the man knows football. I mean, he's won championships on a high school level. I was thinking the other day, man, he should have called in to speak to Ms. Ebony because his coaching credits. <laughs> Only Josh is, man. Only look, Josh. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. If it ain't DJ, it's Josh, man. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with Jess Simpson, just to kind of wrap him up, uh, with Atlanta, even though Atlanta's, you know, not been good, his defense, the defensive line and all of that, he was part of a defense that was ninth uh, in uh, total defense and also ninth in rushing defense. So, hey, man, he's been solid everywhere he's been from high school to college to the pros. So, you know, from a defensive standpoint up front, the front four, he's definitely somebody you got to keep. Let's get to the guy that I don't like on defense besides Manny. Let's get to his boy, his buddy. Jonathan. Pat Key. Now I'm gonna go ahead on and put some stuff out here. And once we put this out, oh boy, a lot of y'all fitting to not like Packy. Y'all gonna be adding Packy to Fireman. You're gonna be hashtagging Fire Packy along with the hashtag Fire Manny. Jonathan Packy, he's in his sixth season. Hold up. Manny has all this experience on staff, so it's clear to me. And Hurricane you, I did all of this to prove what you just said. You, 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 you got it. That's why I did this. So back to Packy. He's in his sixth season. So he's been with Manny on this staff. Okay. He worked previously with Manny at Louisiana Tech in 2014. And then he followed Manny to Mississippi State in 2015. Do you know what that tells me? You have the same similar situation with Packy as you had with Blake Baker. You got loyalty. And if it comes down to it, what's the worst group? Well, offensive line, but on the defensive side, what's the worst group? The linebackers. The linebackers. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the Manny effect strikes again. Right. So with that being said, when I looked at all of these coaches and I looked at everything, you know, that they put together, and 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 here's my thing. He's also the special teams coordinator, but I'm not gonna give him no love on that. Because Headley is just a special type of guy. Headley is a special type of talent. He, a part of, I mean, he, he's just special. Packy ain't got nothing to do with that success, yeah. in my opinion. The Borregales brothers, both of them, yeah. they've been kicking since they would, knew how to kick their leg up. That ain't got nothing to do with Packy. So I hope Manny ain't trying to fool people into giving Packy a pass because of how good the special teams, at least the, the kicking and the punting game is getting, has been. Now, if you want to speak special teams, I do recall a kick return going all the way back to the house 
Oh, who's on that? Packy. The worst group is Manny. I've been saying it since year one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about it with that, um, I do believe that you've got some loyalty here to Packy, and I don't think that nothing's really being addressed. I mean, that explains the lethargic linebacker play. That explains, you know, struggling to recruit guys. I mean, if I'm Wesley Besaint, right, and I'm undecided on where I want to go, and I'm looking at what's happening right now with this with this team, particularly this linebacker group, and I'm looking at a guy like Packy. Don't think Wesley Besaint is considering Miami because of Jonathan Packy. More than likely, that's that Ed Reed factor. T-Rob might be putting his hand in it. Coach-ish. You know what I'm saying? So you got other factors. I do not believe Wesley Besaint is considering Miami or a strong factor in his recruiting and his interest is Jonathan Packy. I don't see it. So in my opinion, you got a buddy-buddy thing going on right here with these two. And it's leading to problems. A buddy-buddy. Another buddy-buddy. Who's that? We got a buddy-buddy out here last year, didn't we? Exactly. But the thing about it, he left on his own. He elected to go to LSU. And the irony, he's the linebackers coach at LSU. So, I mean, like I say, garbage begets garbage. I'm going to just call it like it is. Sorry. But you you have this going on. And, and when you have this going on, all you're going to do is underachieve. You're going to continue to underachieve. Moving on. T-Rob. Uh, we covered him so much in the offseason, not much to say. DB coach, I mean, the thing about him, he played his college ball at Auburn. He's a former wide receiver, so he converted to a DB when he was in college. Um, obviously, most recently, he was the defensive coordinator and the DB coach at South Carolina, and he's got stints at Auburn in Florida. He coached Joe Horn's son, J.C. Horn, last year to be in a first-round pick. Hargraves with Florida. He's proven. And then along with him, the cornerback coach, DVD. Much love to Zoe Footballville, Coach Hayes, Flo, H1H, Utah, T2I, all the other fans. Yes, yes. One thing about it, man, everybody's a little bit different. We all do things a little bit different, but it's the same goal, man. We all just trying to speak on what we see and just hope for the best with this squad. But back to DVD. Uh, obviously, he's a Miami alum. He uh, – Played six years in the NFL. He's a former Raider. He's a former Steeler. He's a former Kansas City Chief. Um, just overall, you know, he's he, and, and a great recruiter. You know, him along with uh, T-Rob, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Those those uh, cornerback and, and uh, safety guys we got that's coming in, hey, man, all of them were a part of that. So, uh, finally, Bob Shoup, he's a former wide receiver, but he's a defensive analyst. He was most recently a safety coach at Michigan. He uh, was at Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Penn State. So, rounding out these guys, and, and obviously Coach Ish as well. Coach Ish, we can't forget about him. He uh, was very instrumental in getting um, Mark Keith, who committed uh, about a month or so ago, a couple of months back, from the Orlando area. Um, If I had to guess, let's just – play devil's advocate here. Let's just say Manny does get relieved of his duties and the next coach comes in. Brother Jay Blaze, bro. thank y'all, man. Y'all Appreciate you. Thank you, Appreciate guys. You. Appreciate you. you. Much know. love. Much love, Brother Jay Blaze. Much love. And Sigmund, yes, all of y'all. 
just playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Let's say Manny is relieved of his duties. The next coach comes in. Now, it depends who you get. There's a lot of factors that go into this. But if you get an upstart guy like a Michael Oxley, like a Billy Napier, like a Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, a Hugh Freeze. A Hugh Freeze. Somebody like that. Well, Hugh, Hugh is a little bit more tenured, but I still, yeah, I still put him, you know, with those guys. If you get somebody like that, hold up, all these experienced coaches, what's going on with accountability and discipline? I see a lot of them let the vets play in no competition. Good point, Steven. The only thing I can say about that, I'm I'm thinking it might be some blowback with Manny. That's hmm. the only thing I can see. Because Ultimately, especially on the defensive side, Manny being the defensive coordinator, you know, he's going to call that final shot about who plays here and who plays there. You may have. I can't see a a coach, a position coach like T-Rob seeing this foolishness from the secondary and just being mum on the sideline, you know. And that's the thing that we'll never know. That's the thing that we really will never know. Ain't seen you in a while, boy. What's good? I feel the upset coming. Let's go, Miami. Upset on what, man? With who? I mean, who? I mean, are you talking about us getting upset, Fila or uh, Central Connecticut? Or, or well, hold up, are, are we that bad if we beat Central Connecticut? Is that an upset? Because I mean, <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> what? <Stop. laughs> I'll just say it. I'll just say it. Go ahead. But yeah, but no, nah, no, nah, just to play devil's advocate, you know, if you get a, a coach in here that's not really bringing in a lot of people, yeah, oh, that must be what he meant. That must be what he meant. If you get a coach that's coming in here that's not bringing a lot of people and uh, he may not want to tweak too many things, if I'm looking on the offensive side, I'm keeping my running back coach, he's been solid. I'm keeping Rob Likens because as bad as the wide receivers were last year, he obviously got something going on with Manny where Manny listened to him because Keyshawn Smith was a day one starter. Rambo came in as a transfer. X was getting a lot of time, you know, splitting time with uh, Harley. And I think X is going to get more time. So in my opinion, Rob Likens, I would keep him on staff. I would keep the running back coach on staff because he's been solid the last couple of years. I think for him, I think, and obviously Stephen Field, tight end coach and recruiting guy. Um, I do believe that Garen Justice is going to be a big 50-50. I personally believe with the right personnel, Garen Justice can make it work. However, results speak on the field. And I could see Garen Justice being relieved because the offensive line has just been so horrible. On the defensive side, I would have to say Jonathan Packey would be first one out the door because you haven't recruited any linebackers and you're not doing nothing with the linebackers you got. At all. Uh, Jess Simpson would be safe. Obviously, T-Rob DVD would be safe. Um, I don't think there's a need for Bob Shoup. Uh, Bob Shoup is supposed to be an extra set of eyes in the booth. I'd have to let him go. Um. Coach Ish, I think would be sh- would be safe, definitely. Um, now that's if you get somebody in here that's kind of an upstart guy, maybe not bringing nobody. Let's just say, for the sake of saying it, they can find a way to get Mario. 
I think at that point, you're going to have a whole brand new staff. I think T-Rob would probably be retained off of his recruiting and, and his track record for what he's done. And I'm thinking maybe Jess Simpson because Mario would probably want to keep some elements of that defense intact as far as coaching. I think those guys would be safe. On the offensive side, it's a coin toss because whatever Mario wants to run, is he cool with what he would have left minus Garen Justice? Does he want to change and put his own spin on it, bring his own guys in? Does he want to run that offense differently? That's that's a big question, you know. Um, if you look at uh, Lane, I think Lane would keep the defense intact, but I think Lane would clean house on offense. I don't know, D. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, man. Any new coach is firing everyone. I don't know. Yeah. I it, it it could happen. Normally they do. But you got to really look at what you're bringing, you know, what you got. You also got to look at how much money Miami is going to put out for your assistance. You know, you got to see what the contract for a new coach, which you would get as a new coach. And then you got to see what the budget is and, and who you're bringing in. Now, D, that's true what you just said for sure. I agree with that. But I think that culture changes with Manny. You get rid of Manny and get another coach in here, a new coach would change that culture day one. It depends who that coach is. That's the thing, you see. So the culture that you have with Manny is basically a continuation of what you had with Mark Rick. Non-combative, just calm, loyal to assistants, loyal to players. That never changed. That has to change. You've had that culture since 2015, the end of 2015, 2016. So you definitely got to change that culture to the point where you got to get a guy in here that's going to bring some fire, that's going to bring some heat. Another thing that I think you got to get, but I don't know if that'll happen. Let's see, whoever's going to start at QB, I better be more plastic. Yes, yes, it will be. It will be. I can see it happening. Um, another thing that I think you're going to be looking at as well if you get another coach in here is are you going to get a guy that's going to blow back against the administration? So you got to remember, and I think the administration really Shiano. Nah, nah, nah. I I can't agree with you on that one. I'm I'm sorry. I can't rock with Greg. I just can't. (laughs) I see it. From a fire standpoint, I see it from what he did in the past, but I just – I can't go with Greg Schiano. That's a good one, Sigmund. I totally agree because I, I was hearing how strong we supposed to be. New scrimmage condition, Coach, we look good, but we are not moving anybody. Coach yeah, Hayes said that. And, and you guys, man, like we said, uh, we just giving our opinions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monday, we will have footballville – Coach Hayes in the building on Monday. I want you guys to come with the same energy. You talk family, man, because I want you to get your questions together. They will be in the building, man. Y'all already know football. Footballville is a legend in this. Coach Hayes, man, large following as well, man. They will be here Monday night at 8 p.m. And then Friday night, we got Melvin Bratton, Alonzo Highsmith, Lamar Thomas, and they will be on the show on Friday night at 8 p.m. So next week, you guys get your uh, questions ready and get your popcorn ready because it's going it's gonna to be on. 
it's gonna be on. It's gonna be a nice week next week. Go ahead, Frank. I can I can can I can I can I be wishful and say that uh next Friday I would hope that our future AD would be on the show. Mr. Alonzo Highsmith. That would be so lovely. <laughs> It's that would be so beautiful. <laughs> it's you talk, baby. <laughs> I could dream. I tell you what, I could hey, dream. Listen, man. listen, he was in the he was in it. Uh, the, the, the running what what it was. Uh, what last year? Last year, yeah. He was in the running, man. So let's hope, man. Uh, we can get Blake James. <laughs> let's hope. That's the thing, and and getting and that's getting back to what I was about to say. Uh, I'm you know listen, it's it's looking more and more. We talked about the coaching. Uh, history in the last 20 years mm-hmm. and it's starting to look more and more like the administration wants just a laid-back guy that they can control somebody that ain't going to say nothing somebody that hey beat florida state win eight games a year be happy and that's the thing us the fan base we know what winning looks like we know what we want we know what we had but it just looks like the administration and I'm and I've seen this, and and the more I've looked at it and read this and seen people speak of this, the more it makes sense. It looks like they don't want Miami to be known for football; they want it to be known for academics. That's what they want it to be. If you remember back in the heyday, nobody when you said Miami, you know the Miami Hurricane, you you weren't thinking of medicine, you weren't thinking of academics. You were thinking about that group. That's highlighted by our guest next Friday and, and many others that dominated football. Mm-hmm. And you think about the image and they didn't like the image. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Everybody will tell you Miami was portrayed as a bunch of thugs and labeled as convicts and all of that stuff because they were raw and gritty. And I'm really wondering, I really got to sit here and wonder, is that really the game plan of the administration hire these coaches for cheap hire coaches that'll know just enough to help you win if you guys have bill and coach hayes on the show open up another bank account the money is coming (laughs) (laughs) facts 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 but but an honest question that i got to put out there and i really want to know y'all feedback i want to make sure it's just not me is it in y'all opinion that the administration is trying to keep the football program in check because that's what it seems like to me. I mean, yeah, I get it. You wanted Randy. I mean, uh, Larry Coker. I get it that the players wanted Larry Coker. I mean, but you still didn't do a coaching search. You just went ahead and promoted him. Now, yes, it was on the players, but that's what you wanted. And then after he failed, once again, you didn't do a coaching search. You just promoted Randy Shannon. And Lord knows, I appreciate his efforts for trying to clean up the program, and he was a Miami guy. And I would have loved to have seen him just come up out of the ranks and dominate. But they didn't give him time, and they weren't patient. Three years. And then after that, what happens? You go get the used car salesman, and you hire him with a losing record of 27-34 and 34 from Temple. You hired him off of one season. Don't do your boy like that. I got to do it. I got to do it. You hired him off of one season, and you hired him off of potential. Atlanta Kane, what it do? What's up, brother? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's what what it seems like. 
So then let's get from the used car salesman. You hire the pastor. And I love Margaret. I do. I appreciate what he did. I appreciate the donation and all of that. But Mark Rick was past his prime. And Mark Rick was another easy hire. I and like the Mark Rick hire, man. Mark, Mark Rick just was being stubborn, man. If he'd have hired an offensive coordinator, man, I like Mark Rick. I, I, I like did a bad job. I like I like Mark Rick too, but let's be honest. Mark Rick did the same thing at Miami that he did at Georgia. He never evolved. He just he he won off of his talent at Georgia. And the beauty was he was able to hold on to that job for a long time. But eventually the Georgia folks got tired of nine and three and ten and two and not winning the SEC and not competing for a national championship. And what happened with Mark Richt is something that you see all too often in college. It was a reach. You can't always oh, see another you, shout out. You, man. Appreciate the super chat, man. Appreciate the donations, you guys. We love you. We appreciate it. Go ahead, uh, read that much, much appreciation. Yep, Donna Shalila wanted us to be like Yale and Harvard. Absolutely. Absolutely. But one of hold the on, things hold on, hold on real quick, Larry Frank. Can't cut y'all. Uh oh. You know Raiders my brother, my brother is in the business. <laughs> oh, Raiders will get blown out this weekend. Here we came, man. What you you, you want to put some on that? You wanna you want to put oh, some Mountain Dew on that? that ain't that's our uh, Skip and Shannon call it some Mountain Dew on that? What like, you got? Like, like your boy say on the Cosby Show, challenge. All right. <laughs> you, want, you got Jeffrey O'Neill, all these fans, fans, Dolphin Derek, George, Diaz. Y'all coming to the hole, man. Vegas, man, this weekend. Oakland Raiders, baby. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry to cut you. Oh, man, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but now, nah, man, I mean – the one thing that I hate in college football is recycled coaches, especially recycled coaches that get rehired at another school that got fired from a previous school, because it very seldomly works at a second stop when you got fired. Les Miles gets fired. At, now, now, granted, you had all that stuff that happened, you know, which pretty much is going to end his career. But you get fired from LSU eventually because you just ran your time out. You go to Kansas, you flop. You hired Mark Rick. Now, he didn't flop, but it just didn't work out at Miami. Kevin Sumlin, Texas A&M, he got fired. They hired him at Arizona. Doing uh, Is he even still at Arizona? I haven't paid attention. I don't know if he's still coaching Arizona or not. Yeah, you know, so um, even Coach O, fired from Ole Miss, couldn't get the interim job at USC. He wins a national championship, but like I said, you do it with Joe Brady and Joe Burrow and the Saints offense and just a talented group of players. Outside of 2019, you lost to Troy State for homecoming, and pretty much your seat is getting hotter each week. Didn't work out. Even in the NFL, you see it all the time. I just don't believe in hiring coaches that have gotten fired because if you were good enough, you wouldn't have got fired in the first place. That's just me. Jed Fish is at Arizona. Okay, so Sumlin is no longer there. Okay, okay. So there you go. So you initially pretty much don't have a coaching search for Mark Rick. And you get him in here. That's another example. And then after he decides he wants to retire with Manny, same thing. Manny goes officially a coach for three weeks at Temple. 
doesn't even really begin recruiting to do anything. You pay $4 million to buy out Temple and bring him back with no coaching search. So my thing is that I have to ask is why? Why are you going, you know, through this process of not hiring you know, or not interviewing guys before you hire them? And you've had people that wanted to come here. We talk about it all the time. But you won't even interview them. You won't even give them a shot. So I'm just wondering if the administration has an ulterior motive that they just want to keep Miami as a power five school with a group of five identity. Because that's what I see. You know, hey, let's keep it on the academic level. Let's not them start. Let's not let them start dominating in football again. Jeffrey O'Neill, I want you to know that the Dolphins isn't the Steelers. We know how to win on the road. Really? With no quarterback this week, huh? Who your backup quarterback is, Jeffrey O'Neill? On the road. Hold up, man. Wait, wait. Now, you're going to throw a shot at Pittsburgh. Hold up, bro. You might know how to win on the road, but you can't win at home. You can't even score a touchdown at home, man. What happened last week? See, I'm going to go easy on y'all. Yeah, they they don't want to talk about that, though, man. They they boy QBK. Rick made bound. Exactly, D. Great point. That there you go. There you go. There you go. So, and that's why I say Manny has continued, I think, what D just put up there, that that culture, the loyalty culture, the homeboy culture, the same similar culture that got Al Golden fired. Al Golden got fired because of his loyalty to D'Onofrio. Al Golden's offense was actually decent. If he would have went ahead and made changes and not been loyal to his boy and got a capable coordinator in here, he would have won some ball games. Now I'm not saying he would have made the playoff or anything like that, but he certainly would have ended his tender, his tenure like it did, you know, the way that it did. So you can't be loyal all the time, man. You 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 gotta it's a business, man. And now here you is, you being loyal and loyalty got you on the hot seat. You doing it your way got you on the hot seat. So We'll see, man. We'll see what happens, you know. But it's just doom and gloom, you know, for now. Yeah, man. Yeah, guys, man. We at that hour mark, man. So, you know, we're going to get ready, man, and get out of here, man, tonight. Man, we got Central Connecticut tomorrow, man. It's a 1230 game, ESPN. Uh, I'm like Larry Frank. We just want to see the younger guys, see how they come along and see how they play. That's all I want to see. You know, uh, it's not going to be pretty, I don't think, because the younger guys are going to be in there. I think they'll play hard, but I don't think that we're just going to come out here and dominate, man. They haven't showed me anything this year, man, to make me believe any otherwise. So, I mean, Larry Frank, it's been real, man. Are you ready for the game tomorrow night? I have to ask you, brother. Are you ready? No. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see if these guys are going to step up, you know. But other than that, I mean – I don't know the last time I've never been excited. You know, I've never been like this. You know, I, I'm I'm more excited for the cat. I want to see if the cat will come back and give us another performance. You know, I, that's what I want to see. You know, <laughs> not excited at all, man. And that's that's bad to be like that. But I can't help it. You know, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Listen, man. Next week, y'all. Like I said, Monday night, man. We got football via, and Coach Hayes gonna be in the building, man. I want you guys to show up and show out, get your questions ready. Like I said, Friday, next Friday, we got Melvin Braddon, the man him there, my homeboy, Mr. Melvin Braddon, Alonzo High Smith, 
Lamar Thomas will be on the show next Friday night, man. So listen, man, I'm going to put this up on social media. I started it off like this. This is our very own Melvin Bratton and uh, Alonzo Highsmith. This is their new app. And let's support them, man, to go and download it. I've already downloaded mine. It's crowded. And um, it's a pretty decent app, man. You know, when you go into stadiums and, you know, just a lot of live uh, features that it has on the app, man. You guys check it out. Like I said, I'm going to post it on social media, man. So, Larry Frank, man, go ahead and give you the parting words, man, and let's get out of here tonight, man. Yeah, man, once again, as always, man, I want to shout out all of the people in the chat, all of the Utah family in the chat. Uh, shout out to Jamal for calling in and, and just all y'all, man. Like I say, man, y'all are the reason why we do what we do, man. And just looking forward, man, it'll be a big week next week, man. Some 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 powerful people will be on Utah next week, all week. So looking forward to it. Most definitely, man. Let's do the rundown, man. Hurricane U. Shout out to Hurricane U. CJ87 Sigmund, Cuban Kane, Jeffrey O'Neill, Jamal Davis, Benny Barrett, Brother J Blaze, what it do, man? The usual corporates. Josh Ayers, what's going on, man? And I want to say thank you guys, man, for the uh for supporting the other show. Uh the business you talk winning at the game of life, man. We had a great time on Monday night with Miss Ebony Creton, man, over at uh Credit Excellence, man. I thank you guys, man, for supporting that movement as well, man. Thank you, guys. And, man, like we said, we're going to do a post-game show tomorrow. It's not going to be right after the game. We'll come on maybe around 6 or 7. Um, me and Larry Frank, we're going to get with a time, and then I'll put it up and let you guys know. But we're definitely doing a post-game tomorrow uh, after the game, but it won't be directly after. It'll be maybe around 6 or 7 o'clock, but I'll let you guys know what's going on. So, man, thank you guys for joining us tonight, man. Larry Frank, great job, man. All of the uh, commentary and my, all of the information you bought tonight. Appreciate it. Like every week, man. Larry Frank do his thing, y'all. So let's show Larry Frank some love. Appreciate you, Larry Frank, man. You do appreciate your thing, man, on Utah. Well, I appreciate you, big dog. I appreciate you. So look at man. Tomorrow, man, Miami Hurricanes, 1230 ESPN. Y'all know how we start every show, and you know how we end every show. It ain't no us. You ready for a laugh, Frank? Throw it up. Without you, baby, and we out. Hey, man, shout out to them Oakland Raiders, man, Larry Frank. Talk about the Oakland Raiders, man. The Oakland Raiders, y'all. Look at Larry Frank. You don't want to talk. Man, I'm ready for basketball season. My <laughs> Chicago Bulls about to be back, man. I can actually talk basketball about them Bulls. See what it is. Cuban K. Look it up before we get out of here. Yeah, first, yeah, 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 yeah. First, first round exit. I see that first yeah. round exit. That's what I see. You alive. <laughs> Go Raiders. Las Vegas. We out of here, man. Y'all take care, man. We'll see y'all tomorrow, man. It's you talk, baby. It's you talk. It's you talk, baby. It's you talk, baby.